Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. Join me as we have a real life discussion on how to change your life by changing your thoughts. Remember, question everything, trust yourself, and find your truth. Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. My name is Sloan Fremont, and I'm your host. It's time for another episode with one of my favorite guests, Dr. Erhard Vogel. And if you're new to the show and you haven't listened to any of my previous episodes with Dr. Vogel, I want to give you just a brief introduction to him, and then we're going to get right into it. Um, each episode I have with Erhard, I come with a new topic, and I we just start talking about it with a, a real loose plan. So um, Erhard is recognized as one of the foremost meditation and self-realization teachers in the world. He is the founder of the Nataraja Yoga Ashram in San Diego, and Erhard teaches only from a direct experience. With clarity and simplicity, he demystifies the fundamental questions of life and guides students to find the answers within themselves. His step-by-step teachings and easy-to-implement techniques have made self-realization attainable for tens of thousands worldwide. He's the author of many books, and his most recent book is A Dialogue with Death, The Teacher of Life, an ancient story for the modern world. Erhard, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Sloan. Well, this week, I want to do something a little different with what um, with our topic. I want to talk about universal forces working in our favor. Um, at the end of our last episode, we we touched on this briefly. We both shared some stories in our own lives of things that had happened that um, really no other explanation than, than those univer- universal forces at work. So that's where I want to go today. What do you think of that? Sounds interesting. Okay. I can't well, wait. <laughs> so let's start out by telling. So I would, I'd like you to share the story that you told me last month about the necklace. Um, I want to start with that and then I'm going to share my own story and then we're going to get into it. Okay. Well, I want to, um, preface this by saying that I have a long history of not uh, getting into the sort of the popular spiritual things of uh, out of body experiences, ethereal experiences and stuff like that. Um, I'm still pretty much of a pragmatist, but even on the spiritual level. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to, the things that I want to be able to say I know to be true, uh, that's very important to me, a distinction from I believe this is true. Mm -hmm. When I say I know, I say that because I have experienced it and can experience it right now to be so. So... Uh, the 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 sort of angels visiting and things kind of experiences, I don't I don't play around with. Right. Okay. Um, then maybe that's just me, and I, I I never say other people shouldn't have those kind of experiences. If they do, they have, and if I don't, I don't. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So you want me to talk about a strange next. Uh, an experience I consider somewhat strange, and then not at all. Right. Yes, that's, yes. Okay, about 40 years ago, I think it was 1979, 40 odd years ago, I was in, in, uh, 
Nepal. Mm-hmm. And oh no, it wasn't Nepal. It was Thailand. It was in Thailand. Uh, they they are famous for beautiful jewelry. Mm-hmm. And some some doctor came up and said to me, "There is there is some." fabulous jewelry for sale and I should start just stop by and check it out so just because I thought fabulous jewelry well it's a form of art I want to I'll see it and I go, go there and I end up buying a piece which was very strange for me because I was traveling a lot in the east I'd spent years and years there and all over the world, actually, not just the East. So I had very little money, mm-hmm. almost none. I had just enough money to travel and survive with. And I'm buying this piece of, it's a pendant with a blue stone mm-hmm. in it and beautiful gold setting, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm buying this. And... um I'm trying to think of the name of that blue stone. Can you think of names of blue Is it stones? Sapphire. What else? Um, I think there's aquamarine. There's, no, no, it's um, a really, it's an expensive. It's something. It is sapphire. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, I buy that and put it, you know, carried with me in my backpack. And I couldn't explain to myself why I bought this. I I didn't think of anyone. Oh, I thought of buying it for my younger son's future uh, wife, future bride. Mm -hmm. But this is when my son is only about, what, 10 years old or something like that, you know? Oh, no. No, wasn't even born yet. He wasn't even born yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I I kept that with me for over 40 years and moving and putting it in different places and then sometimes not being able to find it anymore and eventually to find it. And eventually my son just recently got married to this wonderful, gorgeous, beautiful soul that is just like a joy for me to have in my life as as my daughter now. Mm-hmm. And for a wedding present, I thought, oh, I have to give her that pendant because she is the one I bought that for, even though she wasn't even born yet. Right. But, yes. So I give her the pendant and she goes, oh, <laughs> and shows me her, her wedding band, uh, engagement and wedding band. And it's a blue sapphire. The same, almost the the same size as the one I had with the same kind of setting, just Mm -hmm. a little bit different color gold, lighter Mm -hmm. color gold. And so I'm saying, okay, this is weird. Mm -hmm. This, this is too much, too close to be just a coincidence. Right. So something got me 40 years ago to buy jewelry, which I never would, for somebody who hasn't even been born yet. And I, I, I buy it and I keep it and, you know, uh, for all these years, 
and then this is what it is it's exactly the same stone and setting as well not exactly but i mean the same stone as her wedding wedding band right i mean so how do you how do you right. explain that right that's why i wanted it's to talk too, about it it's to me too specific yes. to be just an accident or a coincidence you know yes because there are too many steps involved over 40 years and even to start out with something had to get me to buy this something urged me right. to buy it against my normal policies you know right and especially when you were in a place that you were traveling and you didn't have a lot of money at the time so to buy something like that which would have been um, probably considered extravagant given what the situation you were in um the fact that you did actually buy it adds to the story of of this as i talked about and we talked about last month and we weren't recording anymore about these universal forces that come in and compel us to do things that lead us over our life to things like this, like you, you being able to give that to your now daughter-in-law and bring so much joy to her and be able to explain the story of getting that so long ago before she was even born. Yeah. So the way I, I treat it or think about it myself is that, okay, this is going to take some explanation, but it's, it's my, cosmological view mm -hmm. yes, <laughs> is the fact yes. that we're all, what are we fundamentally? What are we fundamentally meaning without which we could not be? Consciousness. Right? We, we, we could not be, we could be without our hairstyle or color. We could even be a different gender. People are doing that nowadays a lot or showing that. We could be, uh, we could be not the profession that we have. Mm -hmm. All the things we identify ourselves are really not what we are. Right. Because what we are is the permanent thing about us. And that without which we could not be. And so you said consciousness. Okay. But how, how is anybody going to, how, how is going anybody going to understand that consciousness? Right. So I, I always try to, when I'm teaching, speak about things in such a way that, in a way, I'm proving it, or at least getting people to understand it within themselves, be able to experience it within themselves. You know. Mm -hmm. Right. So that, without which you could not be, when you pare everything down, it's not your hair color, it's not your gender, it's not your profession, it's not this or that. It's not your mood, I'm angry, I'm mad, or this or that. Ultimately, what you're left with is the ability to be, the power to be is what you, without which you could not be, the power to be. Right. Does that make sense? It does, yes. Mm -hmm. So that's not far-fetched. I mean, that's, that's sort of like, you can't really contradict that point, that without the, without the power to be, we could not be. So that's right. the fundamental thing about us. That's the fundamental thing about us is our identity, not the superficial things and momentary things about that. Those are not our identity. What is fundamental about us is what we always are, which is the power to be. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the characteristics of power or energy is that it's all interconnected. It cannot be divided. Right? That, right? We all learned that in grade school or high school.
right? So, that energy that we are, everything that is, is due to the power to be, thus is the power to be, thus we're all interlinked as various expressions of the power to be, right? right. The expressions are different, but the expressions are momentary. Right. But mm -hmm. the permanent thing about us is that we are being. Mm-hmm. And the thing in the cosmos is, how could this all this interconnected beingness be without it being able to be aware of itself? That would be right. nonsense, right? Obviously, we're aware of something, things are aware of something. So the underlying vibratory state of the power of being is the ability to experience itself or be aware of itself, which mm -hmm. is what we call consciousness. Mm -hmm. Okay, yes. So consciousness and the power to be uh, they're both forms of energy. We don't have an organ called being, organ or consciousness. <laughs> There's no organ for consciousness. It's all right. over the place. In fact, the whole cosmos is permeated or is the power of being who is able to aw be aware of itself, consciousness. Mm -hmm. okay. so, so here we're in this in this ocean, limitless ocean of energy with consciousness that has things constantly occurring because one of the things about the power to, of any energy is that it's also indestructible. Mm -hmm. Yes. So the power to be is indestructible. That, that means it's eternal. So I, in my primitive ways, I say, well, it has to have ways of entertaining itself <laughs> while it's eternal, because otherwise it would just be bored, right? Right, right. So that interconnected power to be, who is aware of being, has things happening all the time, and they're all interconnected. Now, we don't see necessarily those connections, mm -hmm. but, you know, great scientists like Einstein and so on, they have proven a lot of connections throughout, you know. Uh, so now in terms of this incident with the jewelry, so things happen in life. Energies are at play. Conscious energies are, uh, are at play. So there had to be a conscious energy that got me who is also conscious energy, to do something that I would not normally do, like right. buy that jewelry, right. and then save it all these years, and then remember it for just before their wedding, <laughs> like a few days before their wedding, it came to occur to me, <laughs> oh, I bought this for her, yes. find it somewhere, yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. So it's the power, that power of consciousness, that had somehow, because I, got, I was prodded to do this, you know, and I was led to do this, even though I was ignorant of the, 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 the energy behind it, of mm -hmm. that I was being led this way. But right. I should have known. I mean, it was obvious because I, I don't buy jewelry. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. I don't have money right. for that. Right, you know? right. Mm-hmm. 
that was worth like several, I don't know how many days or months worth of having, you know, chai and rice and dal <laughs> to survive right. with, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not making an explanation, but I'm, I'm telling you sort of how I relate to it. Mm-hmm. So in this, in this ocean of conscious energy, there's also the ability to express itself. Mm-hmm. So we are all expressions, all events, all creatures, all creations are expressions of being. And so I'm saying that in a non-religious way, I'm giving you my kind of explanation, somewhat of an explanation of how I relate to that. But um, I'm also aware that many religions ultimately say the same thing. Right. Because all religions claim one source, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know about all religions. I don't know all religions. But the major religions that I know of claim one source, who is the creator of all, and so on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just that I see it somewhat differently. I don't think there is a some person with a white beard up there who plays with clay and makes things <laughs> okay and breathes life into them. Right. To me, right. that's just sort of a playful way of making children understand things. You right. Know? Yes. So not to be taken, not meant to be taken that literally, you know. But so there are forces in this whole this whole energy, you could say uh, vibratory states that influence things. Okay, look, if you walk up to a a perfectly calm lake, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine you walk in a mountain lake, I use that as an analogy a lot, and the perfectly calm lake gives perfect reflection of the sun and the surrounding mountains and stuff like that. Mm But if you throw a pebble in, what happens? Ripples. It ripples, not just where you threw the pebble, but the ripples just keep on going throughout the right. lake. Right. So, so the influences of this power of being, this consciousness in, the, in its whole cosmos, they ripple throughout you know, its influence. Mm-hmm. You know? And a lot of that influence is is very powerfully nurturing and supporting of us, keeping us alive, keeping us in this manifestation, um, and often giving us benefits that we we just take for granted. We don't even right. think of that. We I got this from the benevolent energy of the power of being that is the essence of us all. We don't relate to it that way. We just take it. Right. And we, but we complain when things get bad and we blame God for that, <laughs> you know? Right. Well, and that's so, why I wanted to talk about that this week, because it's something a little different than what we've been talking about previously. But also, um, to me, there's value in paying attention to that. Those, those like with your experience and, and the experiences I've had, that nudge or that voice of whatever it might be for you. And I don't mean like the voice of God necessarily. I just mean a voice maybe in your head or that pull to something. To me, it's always been very subtle, very subtle nudge that it's not a screaming pants on fire kind of uh, voice for me, at least in my experience. 
but it's, it's for me, when I've learned, then when I followed that, that nudge or that pull to something, and I've saw when I've had experiences like you're talking about where that's why I was pulled that way, then I'm able to start to recognize that in more areas of my life and not just take it for granted as, as you're just mentioning. And that's why I wanted to bring that up today, because I think it's, that's, I think that's a great thing to, to remember and to start to think about in, in the listeners lives that there is that, that energy that's supporting us and we can start to interact with it and play with it and have some fun. Right. So going back to the initial premise that everything that is, is the energy of being, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's energy. Right. And energy expresses itself in innumerable ways. How does it express itself? The, the most fundamental expression of energy is vibration. That's right. the beginning. And vibration becomes the cause of creations. Because let's say your body, your body is nothing but a vibratory state. Mm -hmm. it's part of, it consists of particles dancing around in space according to their vibratory state. Mm -hmm. You think your body is solid. It isn't. Right. If you were to look at it with a high-power microscope, you'd see these atoms dancing around in space and forming to make the appearance of organs and so on. But... That those energies and those atoms, they're constantly coming and going. Right. right. There's not a solid state here. It's, it's a temporary vision that we're having because our eyes are not so sharp that we can see the dancing around in space and the coming and going of the atoms. Right. right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, trying to remember where I was going with this. <laughs> well, we were talking about really partnering with that energy of the universe, right? As you said, um... I remember. So pardon me, but you, you reminded me. So the energy vibratory state, there's a whole variety of vibrations mm -hmm. ranging right. from the grossest to the subtlest. Mm -hmm. Now, for example, the vibrations that cause the body to be, which is a material object, are relatively gross compared to the vibrations that your mind would be. Mm. Because your mind, there's no organ called mind. They right. are just energy vibrations that has the operations of your mind going. Right, right. right. Mm -hmm. So you have the grossest to the subtlest. Now, there's a characteristic involved here. It's like a, a, a law that that's subtler vibrations can permeate the grosser vibrations because they're, they're quick and they're subtle and they can go through. Well, not vice versa. The grosser cannot permeate the subtler. Mm -hmm. Thus, mm -hmm. for example, oh, and you know what the subtlest of all vibratory states is? Consciousness. Interesting. Consciousness. Okay. Uh -huh. it, that vibratory state permeates every other thing that is, mm -hmm. every other manifestations that is. So we get signals that are relatively subtler than just what's going on in our body or our material realm, and even subtler than what's going on in our mind. Mm 
mm-hmm. right? Which is usually occupied with the material realm. Right. right, right. And so that's why we're not, because they're subtle, we're not so aware of those vibrations taking place. Right. If the vibrations of your body give you a signal that something is wrong, you will feel pain and become aware of that. Right. On the subtler levels of consciousness, we're not there for that. Yeah. But we can be. Yeah. We can learn to be aware of being. We can alert, aware to be in consciousness and to be consciousness. Right. We and so sometimes it t- takes a while. It took me a while to get it <laughs> with this object here. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I did follow uh, along with the signals, even right. though I didn't know what they were about. Right. Right. Yeah. right. Well, and that's for my own self and my own experiences is I have found myself questioning the signals, which end up in ruining the signal because I'm, I'm questioning too much. I don't understand why, why would I do something like that? That's that's not in my personality or that's not something I normal normally do, um, which was exactly your experience there with, with the necklace in that, um, I don't know what I, I guess in my own experience, what I found in the questioning and the pushing back of it, then those subtle vibrations go away. And it's, it's like, I've lost the moment of whatever, whatever energy was trying to tell me. And it comes back again in other ways, but it's learning to pay attention to that. And as you're saying, being, being really being, and we've talked what eight or nine episodes now about various ways to do that being, um, loving yourself enough to, to do this type of work. And that, that explanation you gave of that subtleness of the vibration to me paints a very good visual of, and a, and a better understanding of why it does come in that way. Um, because I think for myself, I felt like I was doing it wrong or something because they were, those types of nudges were so subtle. Yes. Right. And you see what happens is like when you're not in touch with the subtle signals, then it mm-hmm. seems, well, first of all, you don't even know that they're happening. Right. But then if we talk about it, you might be, you might be able to agree, but still say, well, I, I don't get those signals that much. Actually, you do. You just don't respond. In general, I'm talking about people, you know. Right. And, um, but when we do learn to be aware Mm-hmm. and conscious and responsive. What happens is we do get the signals more and more. And I have learned throughout my life to really trust in that. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's like uh, even like I wasn't really aware that I was getting a signal to buy jewelry, buy mm-hmm. something in the cosmos who wanted me to save it for my my uh, my son's bride. I wasn't aware that that was the whole, but I had the trust to follow through on what I, what yeah. I, it's not even felt, it's something I experienced within that I just followed through on without knowing all the details of it. Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. without knowing all the details. that. That to me is an important, that is something I have not allowed myself to do. I don't feel like as much. 
Well, part of the challenge of that is that the details usually, and the, what we call the proofs, are mm -hmm. on, the, on the much lower vibratory levels. Mm -hmm. you know, it's because mm -hmm. of the wedding and because of, the, this is all lower material realm stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And, but I've learned to, even if I don't have an explanation of it, if I, because there is a receptor in you that is receptive of the signals. Mm -hmm. When those signals come to me, I'll, and receptors tell me, I follow through on it. Yeah. Even if I don't understand what it's about or whatever, I just follow through because that's a signal and I trust in the signals. Yeah. And I trust in my ability to relate to the signals. Right. And so the more you do that, the more do you understand when you're getting signals. Yeah. Right, and you're able to trust it more because you you know you've experienced it, as you said. Yeah, yeah, and so and then I have more and more and more experiences like that, which I then am able to identify, and I'm quite rigorous. I don't want to have fantasy experiences, right? To relate to as if they were real. No, right. fantasy is fantasy. Right. But fantasy is relating to something as real that isn't. <laughs> Right. right, right, right. Well, and so as I, again, as I was preparing for the show and thinking about universal forces working in our favor, I have had experiences where I've been intentional about what I wanted. And I felt like I then partnered with those universal forces because I was clear about what I wanted. I would, I had, um, you know, put the kind of put it out there to the universe. I, and I'll give you the example of my car. Um, I recently got a new car. I was looking at various dealerships. They kept telling me, oh no, you're not going to get a, there's, we're not going to have new cars in for three to six months. You have to get on this wait list, all of this stuff. And I, you know, I was kind of a little nonchalant about it because that was fine. I mean, I wasn't in a huge hurry, but I had, it actually turned out five days later, I had my new car because a series of events that happened and that, that experience was one where I had, I had put it out to the universe. I wanted to get a new car. I was not gripping tightly onto it as if I had to have this new car the next day. However, I was, I was intentional. I wanted a specific car, specific color, specific um, features on the car. And everybody that I talked to, oh, no, no, you won't, we can't get you this car. And then again, a series of events, five days later, I have the car. So that, that experience to me, that feels like a partnership with the universe when I'm very intentional about what I want, which is slightly different than what we were talking about with the necklace where you, 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 you partnered, you took a nudge, you followed a nudge that maybe you didn't have all the details on, but that was still a partnership with the universe. If that makes sense. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I just, I just went, I just went along with somehow with the signal. Right. Know, the right. Yeah. 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 And I didn't question it. Right. Right. That's another thing. Sometimes it seems inconvenient to follow the signals. Yes. But you know, the thing is, you always pay the price when you don't. Right. Ask yourself, anyone in, in our listenership, how many times have you had something that something within you told you this is the right thing to do? Right. Or right. This, this would be good for me to do. And then you did didn't do it. <laughs> Have you noticed that you always pay the price for it? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. And often we don't even notice that we're paying the price because we're, 
we're just having difficulty in life because we didn't flow with the energy that is of of being the energy right. of reality you see uh, in general we can have two attitudes in life one mm -hmm. is to function in conflict with what is and the other in harmony with what is right yes now when people don't know that there is something that is real and that is right and then that's another way of saying real that which is for real permanently right. when we don't know about that then of course we are not attuned to it and we function often in opposition to it mm -hmm. but you you're not going to change reality by functioning in opposition to it, no matter how much you want to fantasize that. Right. If you're running into a brick wall, the fact is that you're going to be smashed up. Yes. No matter how much you try to fantasize that it isn't a brick wall. <laughs> yes, that's absolutely most, true. Most people keep their life is what of running through one or against one brick wall or one hindrance and another because they're not paying attention to it. Right. They're and not in harmony with what is. And that's a big deal. You can't just now start to become sensitive to the signals. No, you got to be in harmony with what is. Mm -hmm. if, if, you know, in the ocean, you lie down in the ocean like this and it it holds you up. Yes. If you struggle against it, you'll drown. Yeah, it'll pull you under. Yeah. So it is in life. Yes, absolutely. And what you were saying about uh, the, if we when we don't follow those subtle nudges that we get, I think if we're not even paying attention enough, we've as you said, we've obviously missed the subtle nudges. But then we just look at it as bad luck or, you know, maybe we start to get in victim mode or we, we make excuses for it. Like people go, why me? Well, yes. Because you're not paying attention. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so know, that... How can you conduct your life through the ups and downs and the obstacles of daily living without being in harmony with the essence that you are and that all is? How, yes. How can you put, how can you, expect that to be free of difficulty right right and i if that, you're out that... Of harmony, you're not going to be in, when you're out of harmony you're not going to be in harmony that's right. as simple as that right very simple exactly and that that reminder of being in harmony it's so easy to i'm thinking about my own recent experience with my dad's passing and how i was how somehow i i, I didn't think I would ever be able to talk about it. And now I'm, I am. And it, it, it taught me grief taught me through that about that, about n not fighting against, not fighting, not fighting it somehow finding that, that ability to never, you know, not obviously not what I want not something I'm okay with. I, I I wish it was different, but it's not. And me wishing it was different doesn't change the circumstances. Right, right. Do you remember uh, when 
I think you emailed me about the passing of your father and I mm -hmm. wrote back to you and I said, well, you know, the thing is to remember that he, your father, is the same power of being that we all are, which is yes. indestructible. Yes. So he's continuing just in a different manifestation. And when you don't just hang on to that as a belief to make yourself feel better, but when you get to experience that within you, because it ultimate, it just makes ultimate sense that it is right. so. You can, you cannot disprove to me that everything that is is being, mm -hmm. right? right? I mean, right. that's just too obvious. Right. And then the rest of it comes along. That so, if that's being, that means we don't have a being organ. It's just an energy, the power yeah. to be, the energy to yeah. be. Well, what yeah. is that? energy what do we know about energy that is indivisible and indestructible right. if that's what i am essence i am that power to be then in essence i'm indestructible and in indivisible your father yeah. is too <laughs> we all and are. i think about that every day i think about that every day every day and doesn't and... doesn't that change your experience of your father's passing yes yes it does And I think that, yeah, and I think that, and that's maybe what I was getting at saying about what, circling back to what you were talking about, living in harmony, um, that is a completely different experience because I'm not trying, I'm not, I, I've, I felt like I've lived a lot of my life being that person who pushed back against reality in some way, dissatisfied yeah. in some way, pushed back in reality. And this experience has taught me that that understanding of and i i mean it, it, i feel like it sounds kind of weird but living in harmony with what is finding a way to do that and and what we've talked about in your email to me after uh after that i to me has been it, it's life-changing because it's changed my view and it's also it's changed my outlook on suffering as well, as a result. So, and then it also changed your actions, your behaviors. Right, yes, yes. And then your behaviors went, okay, if your behaviors are in harmony with the stream of reality, opposed to the behaviors being in opposition to the stream of reality, which would make for healthier, happier, more productive and successful experience? Yes, in harmony. Yes, for sure. And but most people don't even know about that. Right. They don't. Right. Most people don't even know who they fundamentally are, and that's why I so often say, don't listen to this stuff as just some nice words or some nice ideas and thoughts or theories or no. No, we're talking about the nitty gritty practicality of living a meaningful and successful life. Right. That's right. what we're talking about. We're right. talking about choosing to stop suffering. You we know, have if, 10 if you... episodes about that, I think. <laughs> we've done a lot on that. And we, we've done a lot. And that's what we've been asking 
you know, after, at the end of each of these episodes, asking the listeners, so what are you going to do with the information that you get from these episodes, right? Because yeah. Gerhard and I talk and we experience things, but the listeners need to experience too. They need to experience for their own knowing. And otherwise we're just talking and you're just listening. They're just words. And then you, then they stay in their isolation. Right. You see, and isolation is the opposite of the reality of being. It's right. like, okay, the attitude is, look, I know that the whole world is interconnected. I mean, that just makes sense. It's always been that way. Everybody, mm -hmm. most people talk about that. Everything's interconnected except for little me. Right, right. I, I'm contained in the skin and that's as far as I go. Huh? So, of course, you would feel anxious. The right. whole world is just overpowering me, little old me who is so right. weak and so faulty and so little. Of course, you're anxious. Of course, you're afraid. And of course, you lack. You feel lack. So right. you have to fill it by buying more and more objects, which only disappoints and makes more trouble. Right. Right. Yeah. right. Yes. And... And as I said, I mean, I think we're on episode, we've talked, we've had at least 10 episodes about this and talking about the suffering, the the loneliness, all of these things that, that Earhart is touching on right now. If you haven't listened to any of those previous episodes, I would highly encourage you to go back and listen. Um, I'll have a link in the show notes where you can quickly find those. Uh, but this, but so, so this. So, so sorry to interrupt, but there's one thing that I think is really important to say about this. This yes. isolation thing. Yeah. If you're just listening to this, and then just let it go, you're continuing in the isolation. Right. When we invite you to share your experience, ask questions, tell us what you did with, with what you heard, then you're encouraging others to open up to the right. experience and right. help themselves. Then you're, you're breaking out of your isolation and you're functioning in our interconnectedness. Yes. And you know, nowadays you hear that word interconnectedness so much. We're suffering from the opposite of interconnectedness, awareness, like in our politics, in our, the enmity that is throughout our society now, the violence and all that, because we are not living in accord to what is true about us, right. Right. our interconnectedness. Right. Earhart, I want to thank you for joining me this week. Um, as always, these conversations are just so expansive. And so to me, I, as I think I've told you before, I leave these feeling a thousand pounds lighter, weight off my shoulders. Uh, again, and this for me is an experience. I'm experiencing our conversation, which is exactly what we intend for the listeners that you experience this as well. So as Earhart said, please if you have questions, comments, I'll have the, our email addresses in the show notes. If you're listening to this on social media, please leave a comment in whatever platform you're listening on, and we'll get to your questions in our next episode. Uh, before we wrap up today, Erhard, do you have any final thoughts you want to leave the listeners with today? Yeah, that one. <laughs> the one <laughs> is respond and be interconnected. Yes. It's to your own benefit. Yeah. It's, all of this is not oh, you should do this for the good of others. No, this is for your own benefit. You can choose to do it or you can not choose to do it. Right. The first choosing to be in harmony with 
what is and which is also the essence of you will of course bring about functionality, success, ease, grace, happiness, health. Right. And going against what is true, which it means going against yourself will right. of course cause suffering, loss of energy, loss, loss of health, loss mm -hmm. of success, failure, and so on. Right. right. Well, Earhart, again, thank you for joining us this week. And our topic has been universal forces working in our favor. So Earhart, thank you again. Amazing conversation. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. My guest this week has been Dr. Erhard Vogel, author of many books. And the most recent book is A Dialogue with Death, The Teacher of Life, An Ancient Story for the Modern World. And you've been listening to the Create What You Speak podcast brought to you by webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and your favorite podcasting platform. I'm Sloan Fremont, and I hope you'll join me for the next episode of the Create What You Speak podcast, where we will continue to free our minds, expand our consciousness, and untangle those thoughts and patterns that keep us from living the life we desire. Check out my website, sloanfremont.com, to learn more.